Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women business owners, brought to you by Black Enterprise and sponsored by Nationwide. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in the country. And on each episode of Sisters Inc., we'll sit down with one successful CEO who will share how she slayed the challenges of being a black woman in business. Today's episode is all about taking the heat and being resilient in business. We're chatting with Chef Erica Barrett, the founder of Southern Culture Foods, who survived a Shark Tank plot twist and $500,000 in debt and still cooked up a recipe for success. Welcome to Sisters Inc., Erica, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So I want to start with your transition to being an entrepreneur because you started out as someone with a corporate job. Absolutely. And a passion for cooking. Absolutely. How'd you get from there to there? Um, So, you know, I, I started out my corporate career with Target Corporation. Um, out of college. Great experience for me, but wanted to do something different. Retail is really, really tough. Um, Target is a great company, but it just wasn't for me. Um, So I decided to move into human resources. Well, not necessarily decided. Someone offered me a job and offered to teach me (laughs) everything that I needed to know about HR. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a work from home gig. So it allowed me kind of like the freedom to be creative and also make my own schedule. So it was almost like this divine transition, so to speak. Um, But during that time, you know, I still, great job, great salary, still had that place of unhappiness, Um, but I loved cooking. And that's where I kind of like laid all of my burdens down, so to speak. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Um, So I started catering on the side, asking my friends, hey, would you pay for me if I, you know, started a catering company. They're like, oh, yeah, girl. I was like, well, when I start this company, you guys better, you know, really support me. And it took off crazy um and I was just like wow I mean I I should really take this cooking thing seriously um and then I started to do more cooking contests did one with the Food Network and Lee and Perrins and won that contest I said okay well I thought that I can cook well people are willing to you know they think that I can cook as well um so the catering allowed me to transition um and then during that time where I was working from home I came up with this idea to start a pancake company, <laughs> which I never be called um, Southern Culture. Um, and I was making enough money where I felt like I could justify, you know, I have some a substantial amount of revenue coming in. I need to focus completely on Southern Culture. And I was able to make that leap. Um, and that was probably, I think Southern Culture was about a year, a year and a half old when I said, okay, I'm gone. Um, but I feel like, you know, how do you make that transition? You just know. It's like this gut feeling. You're just like, it's time to leave. When I can no longer bear, <laughs> you know, this corporate job and manage what I have going on, and you know it's time to leave, and you feel like you can support yourself. So that's what I did. So about a year into the business, you went on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And you walked off the set with a deal. Mm-hmm. But that was not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, so went on Shark Tank. Well, first of all, I applied two months into my business for season four of Shark Tank. Um, they told me that they love my personality, but I needed to get more sales. Um, so for that reason, I didn't make it on season four. So I applied for season five. I'm just like, you guys are going to put me on this show. And you almost, you have to be that determined with things and very persistent to really kind of get on a show like that. Um, what does statistics say? It's like, it's easier to get into Harvard than on Shark Tank. That's how many people apply. Um, but went on the show and got an offer from Kevin O'Leary and Barbara Corcoran. 
um, felt great about it. Um, and she offered me $100,000 in exchange for 40%. Um, what people don't know is, you know, television, a lot of it is very scripted. Um, and then there's also a due diligence process after that. So for me on the show, at the time, you know, when I presented in the Shark Tank, I had a deal on the table with Target and a deal on the table with Safeway, but I hadn't received purchase orders yet. So once I went through the due diligence period, sent all the paperwork to Barbara, her team came back and said, well, we really want to see, you know, you get the, do- the deal with Target and Safeway. We want to see actual purchase orders. That took another year. Um, by that time, I was in a better position <laughs> and didn't really need the money. Right, I'm just right. like, well, I got the deal on my own. I don't really, you know, mm-hmm. need to move forward with this. So um, we mutually decided because I did talk to her team and that it was just, you know, it wasn't a good move for her team. I didn't um, really need the capital, had another investor that was on the table. So um, I didn't move forward. But let me tell you something about Shark Tank, the power of Shark Tank. I still make money from that show. Every time it airs, we are sales selling go sales go up. So amazing opportunity. And I would tell anyone that, you know, that wants to go on that show, don't think twice about it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That also wasn't the end of reality TV for you. Mm -hmm. Because four years after Shark Tank, you were Mm -hmm. on The Profit. Yes. What was the state of your business when you went on that show? And what did you get out of it? Oh, man. Um, When I applied for The Profit, I was going through a very tough time in my business. Um. Keeping up with purchase orders, grocery stores, trying to finance things, not really having the right sales team, the right staff in-house, paying payroll, you know, 30 grand a month, but not meeting, they're not meeting their sales goals. Um, and then, you know, with grocery stores, if you're off by one skew, if it's on the left-hand side of the box versus the right, they're taking money out. <laughs> so, you know, you're financing these orders, but you get your check and it's $5,000 short or it's $10,000 short. That happens a few times from not having the right team in place, not paying attention to detail. You start having to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what happened to Southern culture. Um, so I look up and I'm like close to half a million dollars in debt. And I'm then to even get there, I had all of these alternative loans and things like that. It was just terrible. Um, so Marcus came along, loved what I had going on with the brand, and we taped the profit. Um, great experience. Marcus taught me a lot about going to co-packers, creating a better relationship with money. Um, but he also made some mistakes as well. We worked together uh, eight months after the show. Um, and he made me a deal on the show. I didn't really like the deal, but I wanted to work with Marcus because I thought that he was a smart guy. Um, when we got the contracts, uh, it was a licensing deal <laughs> for 1%. I would get 1% royalty, and he would own Southern Culture and per- Perpetuity, the brand. And I had to walk away from it. It just wasn't – it didn't make good business sense. Right. I think that Marcus is um, smart. His team is very smart. Um, I think we all learned a lot from each other, but I just said, man – on every million dollars, I would only make $10,000. On your own brand? I, on, my, on my own brand, I might as well go apply for food stamps. <laughs> it's just like a writing a ticket to poverty. Um, so it just didn't work for me. Um, and I decided to kind of keep trucking with Southern Culture. I had kind of let catering go because that was one of the things that Marcus wanted me to do. So I picked back up catering. Just recently finished a huge deal with MTV. Before we get into <laughs> oh, yeah. the things yeah, that yeah, you're doing yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to take a quick break to adjust our crowns okay, over okay, here. Okay. And we'll be right back. Okay. 2020 marks the 15th anniversary of the Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit, hosted by ADP. 
where executive women of color, business leaders, and entrepreneurs share their incredible journey to help you succeed with yours. Every single day I wake up, I hustle. Join us March 5th through the 8th at the Mirage in Las Vegas. For more information, log on to blackenterprise.com slash WPS. Be there. Welcome back to the Sisters Inc. podcast. We're chatting with Erica Barrett. So before we broke, you were telling us that when you went on the profit, you were $500,000 in debt. Mm -hmm. That is a mountain that mm -hmm. many entrepreneurs do not come back from. Oh, no. Yeah. How did you manage your way out of that? You know, to be honest with you, I kind of don't know. I, I really have to give God a lot of credit, but a few things took place. Um, one, I made a conscious decision to get out of it and not close my business and not, you know, go bankrupt. I knew that I had a big brand. Um, so I started to do some of the things. It started on the profit, though. We started to make some calls with to creditors and negotiate and, like, cut that debt and, you know, and pay 25% of some of those balances. Um, so half of that was knocked off. We paid off maybe like 150,000 before Marcus before the end of the before that episode actually aired. Wow. So we knocked a lot out on the show and he really taught me Erica, you can call these people and say, "You know what? I know I owe you 50 grand, but I'll give you 10 right now to wipe it away." Cuz that already sold off the debt. You know, to a credit collection company, so they paid pennies on the dollar for it. I didn't even realize this stuff. So I'm just like negotiating and slaying stuff. Um and then with everybody else that, you know, that I owed, I asked for payment plans and things like that. Got back into catering. Um, the markup on catering is high. <laughs> uh, labor's low. You really can kind of calculate your costs a little bit. So over the past year, year and a half, I've really spent time just getting out of all of that. Um, focusing on sales um, and just getting like bigger catering gigs and really just kind of operating very lean. So um, going to a co-packer allowed me to really you know, close down my plant and really have to only take care of me and my administrative staff, which is like my assistant. I have my accountant, attorney, and I also got sales brokers. So I had sales all in-house, um, paying everybody, you know, a minimum of fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. Well, now I have a broker group that d handles everything, and I pay them $1,000 a month. Wow. So I'm like, I cut. Cost-cutting. Cost-cutting. Um, so I learned how to operate lean. And you know what? I got my life back. I lost 30 pounds <laughs> in addition to doing that. And yeah, so getting rid of all you of that. The day. You lost, lost the weight. Slashed everything. Like um, but you know what it's done for me? I I'm really thankful for that experience. Now, it's so crazy. You know, you go through those tough times in your business. I feel like there's nothing that can break me. If you can dig yourself out of something that seems so insurmountable. And I'm very wise when it comes to money. Um, I scrutinize every dollar. I question every expense um, where I wasn't doing that. I was just like, oh, it's okay. Let's, you know, I was just very relaxed. But when you learn to respect your money that you're making, um, you get a chance to really see the profits and enjoy it. And that's the best way to run a business. So now that you're on the other side of it, yep. what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs who are going through a difficult time? Um, if you're going through a difficult time, there's always a way out. I think we read these articles, are you in debt? Maybe we should take, you should take on another loan or you should hire this company to help you, you know, get out of debt. You don't have to do that. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't file for bankruptcy. I am not a fan of, you know, 
bankruptcy or shutting your doors. If you feel like you have something that, you know, a winning formula and you have a proven concept, you have, if you have customers and you have income, you can dig your way out of a tough situation. Um, and if you, even if, you know, a lot of people struggle with sales and they're just like, you know, I just wish I could have more sales. Selling is the easy part, you know? We have the internet, we have Instagram, we have social media, we have so many different forms um, and ways to kind of get the word out about our brand. You have to fully exhaust though all of those efforts. I think a lot of people miss the mark with that. Mm-hmm. They get relaxed in that every day, you know, oh, door to door, or I need to find a salesperson. You don't need a salesperson. All you need is an open mouth <laughs> and to believe, believe in what you have, and that's really what I've done. Um, for my catering business, I don't even have a website. I have Instagram. So all of that's come through Instagram, word of mouth. And I do a lot of jobs with the city of Atlanta, um, Fulton County, television networks. And it's all been doing a great job opening my mouth um, and really just advertising via forms of social media. So there's always a way out. And I believe in this. If you don't give up, you'll never get a chance to see, you know, what's on the other side. And the other side of failure is success. So, so what's the state of Southern culture now? Oh, man, I'm so excited about everything that's going on with Southern culture. Um, So we're still working on more grocery store deals. Um, Recently went up to Target in February for Black History Month. Congratulations. That was really huge. Thank you. Yeah. So um, in talks with them with um, relaunching the product there, Uh, went up to Bentonville to Walmart headquarters. And all of these have just been phone calls that have just been kind of coming in at this point. So now the business really kind of runs itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm expanding the brand to restaurants. So just signed uh, a lease for my first restaurant in my hometown. Um, I'm super excited about that. That's like a long time coming. Even before the products is something that I wanted to do. To have a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm expanding catering. Um, That's really grown. We've done a lot of, we've, this year has been like my biggest year for catering. Um, I've got a lot of television deals. You know, Atlanta's a hub now for TV shows and movies and things of that nature, and they're always looking for great caterers. Um, So my business has expanded, you know, even with catering. Um, Launching a YouTube channel. Um, and some more lifestyle things. Yeah, it go, goes back to that social media. Social media is huge. Yeah. Um, so I'm spending a lot more time with really launching, um, relaunching a lot of things in Southern culture um, and focusing on making it a lifestyle brand. Okay. Um, so super, super excited about everything that's going on. Um, and then I'm also in real estate now. So um, me and my husband, we launched a real estate company. So we do vacation rentals. You got a lot of stuff going on. I have a on. lot of things. And we flip houses. So it all, it's all hospitality in my mind. Okay. That's how I justify it. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Erica, for st- sharing with us your small business success story. Thank you. Everyone out there, please take a look at the yumminess on <laughs> southernculturefoods.com and follow them across social media um, on at Southern Culture Foods. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sisters Inc., sponsored by Nationwide, and other podcasts by Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters Inc. on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show your love by leaving a five-star review and put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Elisa Gums with Sisters Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening.